Weekly Sauce, episode 46, we just found out. Um, as usual, this episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, mtl.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Um, Mike's BBQ Rub, man, it goes everywhere. It goes all the way to Cambridge, Ontario. It goes all the way to Montreal. Uh, it goes in the Montreal Alouettes locker room. I think we've interviewed about seven Alouettes players in the last three weeks. Um, so they all know about the how good the mustard truffle sauce is. And they should know because when they're winning championships, forget the champagne, just start spraying mustard truffle sauce everywhere. It's the best thing you ever could do. So visit Mike's BBQ at MTL.com and use Hot Sauce 10 for the official Montreal Alouettes uh, championship sauce that they're going to spray all over the, uh, the locker room. My name is Terry Tam. As usual, I'm joined by Alex the intern. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing super well, man. I'm I'm happy we have another Alouettes, and uh, yeah, I think we should be uh, considered officially the Alouettes podcast. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'll we'll we'll, see. we'll contact the higher ups. They'll be like, uh, you know what, stay home. Uh, but we are jo- <laughs> we are joined by linebacker of the Alouettes, Chris Aki. How's it going, my man? I'm doing well. What's up, guys? We're good, man. We're good. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, honestly. I, I've gotten so comfortable talking to you guys. You guys are all such uh, salt of the earth kind of guys. You and I were talking before um, about how nice of a guy Jake Weineke is. That episode's available. Jake Weineke, one, one of the one of the best guys, man. Such a great guy. Yeah, definitely. So, what have you been up to, man? Where are you at? Are you in Montreal? Are you back home? I'm in Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. What are you yeah. doing? Training, I guess. Training, yeah. Just training in Toronto. I'm working too. So I work at um, a tech company. So a research and advisory firm. Yeah, so I've been doing that. It's been it's been fun. I got I really like it. I got a great team here as well. Is that what you studied? No, no. So I went to school for communications. Okay, okay. So did I. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what athletes do, I guess, right? Yeah, you just go in the calm, and then after that, <laughs> see uh, see where life takes you. <laughs> see where all these uh, random arts classes take you. Yeah. And film, and film classes. <laughs> yeah. yeah Swimming pool management, or you know, one of those ones. I remember one of my classes was, it was called printmaking and it was like, um, most of the class was like a piece of wood. You had your own piece of wood and you had to design something on it. And then at the end of the year, at the end of the semester, you print something on it and that's your final project. I don't know how I didn't get an hundred. I got like a 93 or something. (laughs) Solid though. It's okay. But like, I, I'm an awful drawer. Like I, I'm not an artist in any way. Uh, same time. I remember in grade eight, we had to do um, in our class, we had to do a different like um, piece every week. It'd be like pointillism or just I used to be the man of just like look and draw or just tracing, tracing, yeah, yeah. color it in. But if I had to actually get creative, that's why I know I'm starting to get the C's, B minus, C plus on all my art. So I'm like the least like creative guy that way. <laughs> well, you're creative on the football field. I mean, uh, you, um, Ontario kid, you went to Whitford Laurier. What was that like? What was the recruiting process like? Uh, why'd you decide to go there? Yeah. So honestly, Wilford Laurier, great school. Mm-hmm. Like, I recommend it to everyone. Obviously I'm slightly biased, but had a great time there. Met some of my best friends there just from playing football. Um, like, like home, home field there. Like it's like a family family-oriented campus like it's not too big maybe like maybe anywhere from 12 to fourteen thousand, and it's just like um every you see everyone all the time so no matter if we're winning games at lori we're losing games you still get fans out the students are still out supporting so it's a real real uh, fun school and it's a party school too we'll add that in 
for anyone who's. I knew that. I know. I know for a fact it's a party school. <laughs> Definitely a party school. <laughs> also, overall, it's, overall, it's a great school. The recruiting process was was, uh, was good too. I remember I started talking to them actually when I was in um, grade ten, because it's because I grew up in Cambridge. So Cambridge from Laurier is about twenty minute drive. So um, that didn't really go into like why I picked Laurier. It just it was a coaching staff like coach uh, Coach V on defense. Like he's a genius in the in the OUA. So just to be able to work from work like with him and be able to play in a system that he developed is like uh, that's kind of what brought me to Laurier. That's amazing. Uh, I think I think Laurier is, is also a great school. I've heard good stuff about it. Um, after Laurier, uh, you've been to the New York Giants rookie minicamp, just like G just like um, DJ. DJ Lalama. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how was it? And and did you line up against anyone who's you know big names, or did you line up with or against? Like, what do they say? Names? You know what? We're gonna take you and put you up against this guy. See what you can do here. <laughs> so um, yeah, that camp that camp was good. It was one of those things like um, just be. It was actually it was a little easier than I thought. One on one, it's it's harder and easier at the same time. Like one on ones were easy for me because I went from in uh, Canadian football I'm covering. I played boundary half in college, so I went from covering uh, receivers in the waggle to covering tight ends. So from that aspect, I don't think I lost a one on one rep. But I guess the hardest adjustment for me was um, as learning the American game. Cause I haven't played, I didn't play too much American football uh, leading up to that. So just to know like different, how they call formations is different than how we call them in Canada. Yeah. So the, the big thing and rookie mini camps, like what, three, three days. So you get thrown a lot of stuff at you right away. So you got to be able to adjust on the fly, and especially as like a young kid at the time coming straight out of university. It's just a lot thrown at you. So, but it, it's definitely, it was a good experience. So just to, to feel I didn't I didn't feel out of place athletically. It was more just I just had to get used to the American game. What was the feedback they gave you? Oh, they didn't give any feedback. No, like, they just they just what, like what's it like you know it's like all right. <laughs> give me the iPad like we always see. Yeah, we always see it on Hard Knocks. Yeah, give me the iPad and you're out. Yeah, yeah, but it was um it was a good time. I was there uh, same time as uh, Landon Collins. Okay. Yeah, so Landon Collins uh, he was. Like the stud, strong safety for him for years. I think he's in Washington now. But yeah, we came in at uh, the same time. But it was, so it's funny because we're both playing safety. But it was like, say we're in a defensive meeting and everyone else had just notebooks, Landon had an iPad. <laughs> we already knew, like, okay, that, that's priority right there. So you know who's going to be here tomorrow. You know who's going to yeah, be here so at the actual training camp. Yeah, we know who just signed for four million and who's just here. Like, <laughs> hey, I just. I was here for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those. But so it'd be like, say I'd answer a question in the meeting in the first corner. It'd be okay. Yeah, that's right. Everything would go through Landon. Hey, you got that, Landon? Hey, Landon, you got that? So it was one of the things. Hey, I feel like in the NFL, once you're a draft pick, they they have to make sure you make it. They have to. They got to make sure you make it. They so. invested. They invested a selection on you. They're choosing you. You got to make it. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's like top three round, top three picks. The top, the first three rounds, you're guaranteed to make the the 53 man roster, something like that, right? There's like some sort of guarantee. Like you're on the roster, just you might not get a starting spot, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest, those are the guys that didn't, that couldn't get cut. What was the biggest? Like who was who's the guy that you saw? You're like, okay, like this is where. I'm looking at him as like I gotta be at that guy's level, other than Landon. 
I'd say only Landon. Yeah. Yeah, really, I'd say uh, Landon. Because other people, there were just a bunch of uh, – there's other rookies that played at, obviously, uh, NCAA schools. There was guys that have been on the practice roster for a year or two that knew the system. But, um, yeah, like I said, I didn't feel out of place athletically. It was more just you have to learn a lot of – you have to learn an entire new game in yeah. a short amount of time. Smaller field, one less guy. I mean, yeah. different ball, different the whole the whole like you said the schemes are very different too, and it's uh yeah. we we don't we're, in Canada we grew up just like learning basic schemes, and then after we kind of learn as we go, and the, but you're not prepared for the NFL, you're prepared for whatever the situation you're in, right? Nobody's preparing you to go to the NFL or the CFL; they're just preparing you to be the best at, you, at your job right now. So, and that's the yeah. part that's the part that people struggle with the most. But some guys that make it, some guys that don't. But you've managed to make a decent career out of yourself in the in the CFL. Uh, what's it like playing with the Alouettes? Do you like the city of Montreal? What's uh, what are you? Is it coming from a town like Cambridge, coming to Montreal, a lot of French speaking stuff? What do you think? No, I love Montreal. Yeah, fantastic city. I always tell my friends here in Toronto. There, everyone's like, "Hey, Toronto's the best city mm-hmm. in the world." Blah, blah blah. Best city in Canada. I'm like, you guys need to go to Montreal, especially spend the summer in Montreal. Exactly. And I'll do mine. Like, I, always, every- I always say that Montreal from May to August is the best place to be. Oh yeah. yeah. Once it gets cold, you want to get out. Mm-hmm. But like, until then, like summertime, a bunch of festivals, um, like jazz festivals, fun. Uh, what else? A bunch of this like different like foods. So many good restaurants in Montreal too. So which like, actually, I, which actually leads to our, it. It would have been our last question, but we'll ask you now, Alex. You want to ask him? Yeah. So, so you've probably noticed there's many good restaurants in Montreal. You've been at I believe three, four years in Montreal. Um, What's the best restaurant you've been to, and have you tried poutine? Mm. Yo, of course I tried poutine. I've been eating poutine way before I got to Montreal. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, because poutine's like the national, they call it the national dish, right? It's like the Canadian dish. So a lot of yeah. places, you can get it in Ontario. Uh, you, uh, you might not be able to yeah, get it in like Saskatchewan. I remember uh, first year of university, uh, me and my roommates used to go, we had our little like meal card, like Harvey's poutine used to take our money like weekly. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 I remember we ran out of our meal card by October, and we still had class all the way up until mid December. Oh fuck! After that, we're just like, damn, we can't go to Harvey's anymore. We're not, <laughs> we got to figure this out. We got to cook all this stuff. So, I need that Harvey's poutine, man. Yeah, definitely be doing poutine for a while. I'd say some of my favorite restaurants in Montreal would be, uh, I like Le Banquise. That's See? like a good poutine spot. There's one across the street from it. Uh, uh, What's it called? Ma. Ah. Ma so, Ma this is where we're going to... That one's underrated. That one's underrated. <laughs> okay, so this is where we're going to argue, Chris, because everybody else up until you, I've at, we've asked them, what's your favorite poutine spot? And they've all said Ma Poulmouye. And yeah. I've always told them, La Banquise, it's too commercial, man. It's like, you you got to stay away from that. There's much better places than La Banquise. And you're talking to a guy who's... I'm like the poutine king in the city. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I did 108, 101 year... It was just I had to do it. Like it was a bet. Like I, I know them all. I know every single place. La Banquise is good. Like don't get me wrong, but there's plenty of other places you got to check out. This is where we're gonna differ here. But Mapunrié is solid. La Banquise is, is top two. It's top two. So this is where I go. Have you ever had the carry hot dog? Yeah. All right, the carry hot dog. Gross. <laughs> yeah, no, no, let me, this where this where people in Quebec get the hot dogs wrong. Who steams a hot dog when you can barbecue? But how many people have just like a barbecue ready available for them? 
you should get one. Like, oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I had a, the carry hot dog. <laughs> we were there and some steamed hot dog and it put like, I don't know, like sauerkraut and mustard on it. Yeah. And I'm just like, people enjoy this? What do you mean? It's the best thing in the world. Nah, if you got, you got to get a barbecue on it. A little paprika on it? So, okay, so you you bar- that was a one and done. So you barbecue all your hot dogs, you grill them. Well, I don't eat hot dogs that often. It's more like if there's a barbecue going on, there's gonna be some hot dog. Hot well, dogs, yeah, yeah. Dogs. Barbecue hot dogs yeah. are nice. Don't get me wrong, but like steamy. Oh, yeah, I'll never, I'll never boil a hot dog again. It's not bo- you're not boiling the hot dog. It's steamed. It's it's virtually the same. <laughs> <laughs> they both don't taste great. <laughs> No, but the poutine at the Harry Hot Dog, that's what I was talking about. That shit is fucking... It's oh, good. Okay. It's good. You got to try that. There's also okay. Polo, Polo and Suzanne is, is solid. Chez Claudette is one that's like really underrated. So when you're back in town, man, we'll do like a whole poutine review if you want. We got to go on a tour. Because right now, I'd say the Banquise, you can argue that's one or two. Is Which one do you get, though? What poutine do I get from there? Yeah. I get a new one every time. So the T-Rex is actually like a, a beast. Yeah, I've had it actually. Yeah. Uh, me and my friends, we went. We, we were three. We had, we were struggling to fucking uh, finish it. Struggling and <laughs> struggling, bro. We were three, <laughs> and that shit's huge. It is, man. I get a large T Rex. I, I I inhale it, and then I have a couple st- couple steamies on the side. What's on What's on the T Rex? It's all the meats. So it's like meat, bacon. It's like uh, it's like minced meat, bacon, sausages. Um, it comes with gravy, but I replaced the gravy with meat sauce. Oh, that's a heart attack. Oh, man, man you have no idea, man. You have no freaking clue. It's yeah. like you're everything. You're dehydrated when you wake up. It's like, it's like you know when you eat like a late McDonald's meal and you just overdo it? And the next day you wake up, you're like, you just want to drink water, like 18 gallons of water. That's how I feel after about all the time. I used to work at McDonald's in high school for three and a half years. So I've, I've been there. I tried it all on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> one, one summer, just because I just eat for food. One summer, I was probably eating like three times a day. From like every shift, I probably work five days a week in McDonald's three times a day. Man, what do your shits look like? They're, they're loose. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just squeak right through. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, back to the restaurant. So um, another good restaurant, um, the Academy. On um, yeah. Crescent Street. Yeah, it's a bring your own wine one as well. So Yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah. So, yeah, so when you're in town, man, we, I'll, I'll give you some good suggestions. I mean, Jake wine, Jake told us Pamika. I never heard of that, so I'm going to try it out. I'm always looking for new for new suggestions. Right? It's like I love going out to eat, and that's the worst part about this whole lockdown is we can't even do anything anymore, right? Um, so now, which brings me to my next question when it comes to the CFL and the training camps. and What, what have they been telling you? What's going on there? Do they, uh, Are you going to be reporting soon? Um. Honestly, it's tough to say because training camps will start in May. I think May 19th is the usual start date. We're in April tomorrow. We really don't have any news. So if I'm, if I guess, I would say we don't start on time. But anything's possible. CFL might turn around tomorrow or next couple of days and be like, hey, you know what? We have a plan in action to start on time. But until then, I think we just got to just keep being optimistic. They just reduced the quarantine period in the NHL to seven days. So if you get traded to a Canadian team, then you only quarantine for seven days. So maybe we're working in the right direction. So hopefully we'll see. Alex? 
Yeah. Uh, actually, I wanted to go to, to a different direction. So this week, we had an Instagram story post about, um, I'm not sure, well, you answered it. It's about the go- the soccer goalie that injured his penis during a charity <laughs> game against the Iron Maiden. Yeah, and, and you and you and you got the right answer. So, I want to know: was that a, was that a, was that a random guess, or was that actually? Did you know it? No, it was a random guess. I kind of judge it by <laughs> judge it by what they look like. I'm like, you know, this, this guy looks like. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I lost, and I got it wrong. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a good judge of character, so I'm like, you know what? I feel like he's a, he's a guy. <laughs> this guy looks he like did. he broke his dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the guy. If I had to pick one guy out of a lineup that broke his dick. That's this guy. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to ask you. So um, number twenty one is that the number you're wearing this year? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the number you grew up wearing, I guess. Yeah. So I grew up wearing. Um, so I started wearing twenty one because uh, growing up, I used to play running back. I started playing football when I was ten. I used to play running back up until end of high school. So I got to university, I stopped playing running back. But um, yeah, so my favorite player was Ladanian Tomlinson. So that's why I started wearing twenty one. And then he's always been sticking with it ever since Laurie, just rocking the 2-1. And want to transition that into CFL as well. I was going to say maybe Deion Sanders uh, motivated, but you're a little younger than that, I guess. I'm a Deion fan, but, like, my um, my DB, like, my defensive, like, uh, favorite player will always be uh, Champ Bailey. He wore number 24, 24 but yeah. I'm a big uh, Champ Bailey fan. Chad Bailey was yeah. like, Chad Bailey is one of those guys where we don't like when we talk about one of the best corners in, of all time. It's like everybody forgets Chad Bailey, and then someone, as soon as somebody mentions him in a conversation, it's like, yeah, everybody's like Chad Bailey. You gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Watch it. He, he is solid. Yeah. He's he's kind of like uh, I think we mentioned it last yeah last week with Jake. He's kind of like Xavier Rhodes, where Xavier, he, just because the stats don't scream out at you doesn't mean that he's he didn't kill it, and he he isn't one of the best cover guys of all time. You know, and Xavier Rhodes like. He's really, he's really one of those like those guys like so technical. He's able to cover anybody, and then it was the same thing with Champ. Like Champ, you can just throw him on anybody and he'll yeah, just shut him down. Yeah, just yeah, just like um, forgetting the name, just like Daryl Revis. Oh, Revis Island. He was a he Revis Island. That was the ultimate cover guy. So I liked him back in his prime. He he fell off a little bit near the ends, but none. Oh, we lost Alex for a second there. So yeah, nah, it's okay. Um, so we'll jump into it, man. So XFL and the CFL, there's a there's a merger that uh, Alex, we lost you for a second there, but it's all good. Uh, XFL and the CFL, uh, it looks like there's going to be a merger. We haven't heard anything ever since the release. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is it something you're interested in to to go down to the states and play for some the Memphis Maniacs or whoever they're called? Um, <laughs> I say I don't know how I feel about it. I also got mixed uh, mixed feelings here. I just don't know how it would work. Like, is it American rules? Is it Canadian rules? It's like, it's like I said earlier, it's two completely different games. So we gotta kind of figure out how to make it, how to make it mesh properly. But I feel like it could also be good for the CFL. That's more, that's more TV contracts. That's more money coming in. And from there, it could be more grow um, salary caps per team. So hopefully, it can be good for the rest in the long run. And it's also going to be more visibility for the Canadian players as more well because. More eyes on Canadian players, and maybe they can could go into the NFL later on. So we never know. Yeah, I see. It, it depends. Like, I feel like um, it all depends on how it works. I feel the ultimate partnership. You need to work with the NFL. 
because I look at it like the CFL has been around for longer than the NFL. CFL has been around for a long time. So in the yeah, NFL, yeah. they failed, what, many times? So it's like, are they the right partnership to really go after? See, that's why I'm like, you know what? I don't know. But if it's going to maybe parlay its way into a partnership with the NFL, then I could see it uh, working out. Yeah. I mean, it'd, it'd be super interesting. I would love to see kind of like a minor league of the NFL kind of thing. And, and like I had a few ideas, but like it, I think there's a way to figure it out. And it's they all three leagues, I think, have to merge because – I mean, there's no AFL anymore. There's no A. There was another league that came out too. Like it was, just every, there's always a league every couple of years that comes out randomly. Uh, but I think the XFL is here to stay. And you know, I was I was watching XFL Saturday mornings. I was watching football, and I was like, "Fuck, this is great! This is good football," you know. And uh, I'd love to see some of these guys, you know, maybe crack a lineup in the NFL, and we get or or even in the CFL or. Some guys from the CFL, maybe you crack a lineup in the NFL, and it's a good story to see. And I think it it has to start somewhere. And uh, as long as the talks are good and everybody's like, as as long as they can keep the non imports in the CFL, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, it depends like how they do it, right? Yeah, the talks that they want to switch on the Canadian ratio, um, talks they want to reduce roster sizes. So I guess you never really know how it's going to work out. Yeah. So if, I know with a big thing with. Uh, with the CFL fans, they just don't want to lose the Canadian game. Mm-hmm. They've been around for so long. They love three-down football. They love the having receivers in motion. They love the excitement of that high-scoring game. So that's something they don't want to lose. So I understand, I understand where they're coming from. But honestly, if, if a partnership is something that happens, like I'm all for it. What's the thing you're looking forward to the most coming back to Montreal and uh, if, they, if they announce training camp? Uh, I think just being back in the locker room. That's something like you just miss out on that's on that what makes like football really fun like sometimes some days yeah. you'll be out there practicing body hurts and whatnot but when you're back in the locker room with all your friends that you've been grinding with from day one guys you've known for years so it's like it's always nice to get back in the locker room because like it's a brotherhood there so i know everyone everyone misses each other like we, we kind of can't wait to get back at it do what we love that's it and, and- and, sp- and speaking of locker room, uh, we we've asked pretty much all the Alouettes players about a locker room story. Um, we, Jake gave us a story about um, Jeremiah Addison about his beautiful voice for the games. Yeah, yeah, Jeremiah yeah. Johnson, yeah, yeah Jeremiah Johnson. He's a great voice. He's a really good voice. Then and then we had Ben Cahoon talk, talking about someone crapping their pants on their jersey, and then we had <laughs> DJ Lama telling us the Alouettes bathrooms are. Yeah, he completely said, pl- yeah, he plugged. Said, he said Chris. He said Chris took a dump and it just stunk up the bathroom. <laughs> that could be true. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the locker locker room story you could tell us? I'm trying to think what I can actually say. Um, you can say anything you want. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah, live. Yeah. It's not live. It's not, it's live. not live. We edit it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because I've been in Montreal since 2015, so I've been there for a while now. I'm going to my seventh year this will be my seventh year in the cfl so honestly i've had a lot of i have a lot of locker room stories but you know what there's nothing i can really say publicly okay we'll leave it i'm I'm no snitch i'm i can't like some stuff stuff gotta stay in house yeah i'm gonna i'll ask you i'll ask you three questions and you just you just tell me the answer and then it's not this isn't part of the trivia who's the who's the 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 loudest guy in the locker room 
loudest in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Antonio Simmons. He, uh-huh. yeah, he doesn't shut up. He's coming on next week. He's coming week, on so next week. It's good that we're oh. going to tell him that, yeah. Amp, yeah, Amp, Amp, Amp talked too much. Okay, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, so Simmons is the loudest guy in the locker room. Yeah, he's loud, man. He's who's like, all, who's the guy who's always late? Always, Ooh, like always, maybe like the last guy to put on his cleats for practice, or like you know, forgets his helmet, goes and has to go back inside. Coach is ripping him a new one. Uh, who always? Because that was me growing up. Um, yo, there's someone who's always late to him. I'm blanking. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what? Skip that one. I can't. Right. Who's the dirtiest guy in the locker room? Like, like, just like equipment <laughs> is always filthy. Like, there's always one guy in the team. It's like, dude, just like wash it, man. Just like oh, give it to please. the equipment guys. One of the old linemen, definitely. Or just all of them. Oh, like okay, but not Christian. Not Christian Matt though. No, no, no. Me and Christian, our lockers are always beside each other. So Christian, he's a- <laughs> how good of a guy is Christian though? Oh, Christian's great. So our, our lockers always seem to be right beside each other every yeah. year. So. I've, honestly, I've been playing uh, with Christian since 2015. Yeah, like he's he's great. He's, played, he's one of the ones. The other ones, like they probably filthy. Yeah, I played with Christian in uh, CJ, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he's he's a super nice guy. I love Christian. I, uh, I can say it. Can't say enough good things about the guy. Yeah, we should come. We should we should bring him on the show as well he, too. He, did he retire this last year? I think he might have retired. He might. He might. I think so. Chris, is he still there? Christian Matt. Yeah. yeah he's- I think he's still there. I think it was just maybe one of on one of his last years, but uh, yeah, Christian's a good guy. I'm, uh, well, hopefully, I'll ask him. I'll message him. See if we can get him on. But I don't <laughs> think he has any social media. I, I think I still have his wife on social media, actually. Um, all right, Chris, we'll get to the trivia. Three questions. You should know the answers. If you don't, it's not the end of the world, but whatever. You know, uh, we got a question about your draft. We got a question about uh, Wilfred Laurier football, obviously, and we got a question about the Alouettes. Okay. So the first question is, who are the three players selected ahead of you in the draft? Ooh, ahead of me. Yeah, um, since you were drafted fourth by yeah. the uh, Montreal Alouettes. Sean McEwen. Yeah. Right Soup before Jones. you. Yeah. And Alex Matthias. Yeah, Alex so, Matthias. With all, with all old linemen. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like that in the CFL drafts. It's a bunch of old linemen and maybe like a D lineman or a Stewart DB. Yeah. Um. All right, who has the most interception returns for touchdowns in Alouette's history? Hint, it's not a DB. Uh, Chip Cox? It's not a DB. Oh, he played linebacker. No, he's a safety. Chip Cox? He was slash. He was slash. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess he went. He moved to halfback, I guess. So it wasn't a, it's not a DB? No, it's not Chip Cox. That's a good guess, though. So, wait, give me a hint. Did I play with this person? Ah, uh, you might have you might have come in the year after he retired. I'm trying to remember when he actually retired, which is probably like five years ago. No, but that's actually a decent guess. One more guess, and I'll tell you what it is. He's from North Carolina. Honestly, I have no clue. It's Anwar Stewart. He has four. Yeah. Yeah. Four Who's interceptions still? returned for touchdowns. That's crazy. I didn't think either. Yeah. yeah. Second second was Davis Sanchez with two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. The last question is about Wilfred Laurier, okay? Which yeah. in 2014, 2015, were you on the team? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which player won the President's Award, handed out to the best player, a best, one of the best athletes in the school that year? He played football. 
There's a woman. There's a woman, and a, there's always a girl and a guy chosen. The president's award. Oh, for like the the school. The school, yeah. The school. Oh, Dylan Campbell. Yeah, Dylan Campbell. He's good, eh? Oh yeah, it was my roommate. It was your roommate. Oh fuck. Alpha University. Yeah. I no. <laughs> <laughs> see. My, I always try to win. The way I win is if you don't get the answer right. <laughs> Especially when it's something like that. If you got it wrong, and it was your actual that's roommate. My, that's my guy right there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, great running back alright Matt well we appreciate you coming on it was uh, great talking to you uh, it was fantastic uh, if there's anything you want to plug if there's any uh, anything you want to do just let us know and we'll uh, we'll share it out uh, this episode is brought to you by Mike's PBQ Rub visit Mike's PBQ Rub MTL.com and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site Chris Aki of the Montreal Alouettes thank you man thank you my dude thank you for coming on we really appreciate it man. thanks for coming on man yeah, you guys do a great job it was fun thanks man I appreciate it Alex as usual peace